0: What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 419 of the Smart Count Moments Smack Talk Podcast. It's the Hot Tags edition of the week, where we'll be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, and everything else that we feel like talking about that happened over the past few days in the world of professional wrestling. Who are we? You should know by now. I'm your host, as always,
1: Tony Mango, and my other host, as always, is Robert DeFelice. What's up, Tony? It's uh, Tuesday morning, December 10th. I hope you're doing well on this Tuesday morning. Is it Tuesday in your mind? It's still April in my mind. (laughs) I see. The hottest tag of the week, inquiring minds want to know, have you found that pulse? I have not found that (laughs) pulse. And for the
0: past week, I have been dealing with other medical issues that I won't get into. Things that were at least scary for a little bit that I should have gone to the doctor, get it checked out. And I decided, no, I'm too busy. I'll just assume that it's okay. (laughs) And...
1: (laughs) I so, know we don't usually do this at the beginning of the podcast, but this is as good a time as any to say, donate to the Patreon <laughs> to make sure <laughs> that Tony can go to the doctor.
0: Look, if I haven't gone to the doctor in like a dozen years, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, but we're not here to talk about Tony's health. We're here to talk about the also wildly declining world of professional wrestling.
0: <laughs> Look, one of us is more healthy. It's you, I think. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> There's at least stock people that pay attention to WWE. It's
1: I don't know weird. what my doctor
0: would end up saying. <laughs> other than, why the fuck haven't you gone here in the past 10 years or so? <laughs> uh, yeah, No, that's the thing. So we got lots of things to talk about here. Uh, Usually when we have the hot tags and there's quite a bit of information, it's stuff that's all over the place. And look at that. It's another thing that's all over the place. We got awards to talk about. We got releases to talk about. We got people quitting. We got people getting uh, stuff stolen. We got Hall of Famers. Really a wild ride you're in store for. So as always. I want you to drop your comments below, tell us your thoughts on all these topics we were talking about, and obviously, if you are listening to us on the audio-only platforms, you can't leave a comment, so you should leave a star rating or whatever they have over there and hop on over to YouTube. Now, here's the thing. When you're over on YouTube, if you would be so kind as to like the video and uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already, ring that little bell for the notifications while you're doing that and it a comment below, all that stuff is going to help out quite a bit. Now, if you are listening to the other types of platforms out there, there is a new one to the schedule because not only can you listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and many of the other things that are out there, but TuneIn finally decided to update it so you can listen on TuneIn, which means that you can also listen to us on like your Echo and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to start things off with the most recent thing because why not? I'll just get this out of the way. WWE's most recent network special was Table for Three Impact, Impactful Reunion, I should say, with AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, and Sting. Now, you didn't get a chance to check this out, but... I did not. I would recommend it. It was essentially just them talking about Impact the entire time and how they got together in TNA, the first times that they've met each other, some different stories like that. And there's not really too much that I could, like, spoil to be like, oh, this is a great story about this or whatever. No, like, wild off-the-chart moments or anything that they talk about, but it's basically just, you know, 20 minutes or so of them talking about some little things here and there. And I've never been a big TNA guy, so you don't have to be a big TNA guy to actually enjoy that. And I think it's worth checking out. Uh, One thing in particular was that they showed a shot, uh, like a photo of the Freedom Fighters, which was before they did the whole face paint for Warrior and Sting. And man, it is weird seeing Jim Helwig without face paint on. Yeah, I, just, I, just I like agree. Until they said that that was him, I was just like, oh, wait, who's uh, Sting teaming with there? Who's this guy? And then it's like, holy fuck, that's Warrior? No. Oh, and I'm like, God damn it, yeah. I had to pause it and look at it. I'm like, wow, that actually is him. Just one of those weird things. Uh, Sting said that he like really enjoyed the Joker version of the character a lot more than a lot of people even would know that he
1: really enjoyed it. So that's interesting too. That's and good. I, I like when talent has fun. Like you, like Joker wasn't a great gimmick, but if he had fun with it, I'll probably look back on that more fondly, knowing yeah. that he's having fun. Yeah, and it's like just some little moments like that here and
0: there. So I say, give it the watch, check it out, see it. Let's go back and talk about something here that uh we'll we'll talk back again at some point about all this, but the NXT 2019 year-end awards are out there now. The nominees, I should say, are out there. Last week, they decided that they were going to announce that this is going to be happening, and here's the breakdown for anybody who wants to know like how this works. If you didn't watch NXT and you don't really know all the information, the polls are open up until Wednesday, December 18th, and they will announce the winners on the January 1st edition of NXT, which I think that more so now shows that they probably aren't filming on January 1st. It's probably going to be like a recap episode or something like that, but they might still like in the past, they've done that kind of stuff.
1: All Elite is filming. So I would think they would be.
0: They might, they might not. I mean, if they don't end up recording an actual, like, you know, we're going to have matches and we're going to do this kind of thing, then they're going to get killed in the ratings because it's just, you know, an awards thing. But they might just want to give people the day off and do some kind of thing like that. Or maybe they'll record some matches ahead of time and have a little pre-tape thing or something. They haven't really quite specified yet. So we'll see. But if you want to vote for these, what you have to do is you have to tweet the hashtag of the category and the hashtag of the person that you are voting for. Just put a poll on your website. I'm sorry. That's their way to try to get, you know, extra little Twitter coverage and stuff, and I don't blame them for it, but at the same time, how are you going to really keep track of it, you know? Especially since it's like, they say, try to only limit it to one vote. You've seen how hard it is for me to get people to vote on (laughs) ChampsGiving, you know? And that's a considerably less uh, wide of a margin of people to have to control, so... I think it's kind of a little bit of a flawed system, but at the at the end of the day, if all they're caring about is that they get a lot of tweets and a lot of coverage in that capacity, they'll get more that way than through a poll. So I understand it, but I wanted to break it down some of these categories and kind of talk about like our predictions and who we would vote for. I right. obviously want uh, everybody else to do the same thing in the comments below. So as I mentioned that earlier, go ahead and do that while we're doing this. So. In alphabetical order of the categories, there is Breakout Star of the Year. Uh, the nominees are Angel Garza, Candice Lorray, Damian Priest, Dominic Dijakovic, Joe Coffey, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Piper Niven, and Rhea Ripley. To me, my prediction and the person I'd vote for is Keith Lee. Rhea Ripley. She
1: would be my number two. I just think Lee... I think people are very excited about him because he got to elevate Rollins and stood off with Roman. But Ripley's consistency is amazing.
0: There's some people on this list that I don't quite understand why they're even in the category. Like Candace LeRae, she was a part of this last year. And like Damian Priest, did he really do anything?
1: You know? I'm not big on him.
0: I think he's got some potential, but I wouldn't put him out as, as like compare him to like Angel Garza. Garza's done more. And compare him to Dijakovic. Dijakovic's a hell of a lot better than Damien Priest. You know, like there's, you know, that kind of issues that I think get in the way of certain people. And I can't imagine that somebody's going to pick Joe Coffey. I mean, some people are obviously, but like Joe Coffey's not going to beat out Ray Ripley or Keith Lee. It's those two that are in the lead. It has
1: to be. Yeah, I, I noticed that they're really including NXT UK in um, a lot of these. I guess they should, because, you know, it is NXT.
0: But I can't imagine anybody under any of these categories winning a match, uh, winning a match, uh, winning a category for NXT UK. There's not a single one of these that stands out to me as being like, well, you got a shot for this one. Even when it comes to, like, female competitor of the year. So those options are Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, and Tony Storm. Look, I don't care if Kaylee Ray is the current champion right now. She is not beating out these other people.
1: Yeah, there's no way.
0: It's either Shayna Baszler for being totally dominant or Rhea Ripley for getting a lot of momentum in the past month.
1: It's going to be Rhea, but it should be Shayna. Shayna owned the division this year.
0: Did uh, Ripley didn't lose the title to Storm this year, did she? That was last year, wasn't it?
1: No, that was this year. It was? It was in January. Oh, then that kind
0: of doesn't even really count. That's basically last year. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> January is last year all the time, you know. That's how that works. Okay. <laughs> Hey, if I still think it's March or February or whatever the hell... In it's in April. There you go. So I'm going back for... <laughs> hey, if it's still 1996. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, wow. Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray. Yeah, I'm looking at the title reigns for this year. Huh. So, yeah. Rhea Ripley was champion at earlier this year and kind of farted around for a while and didn't really do anything and then ramped up the uh, momentum towards the end of this year so she's got a shot sadly Bianca Belair didn't really accomplish all that much she should have accomplished more Io Shirai she's had some great matches too but I still can't see picking her over Ripley or Baszler
1: it's Ripley but it should be Basler.
0: future star of the year no uh Cesar Bononi on this one damn Cesara Banas. Oh but there is he's my guy there is Bronson Reed Cameron Grimes Dakota Kai I'm curious about that one since she's been well a part of NXT way before this year Ilya Dragunov which I'm getting more and more fond of his name just the way that I keep hearing them pronounce it Ilya Dragunov I'm like oh yeah that's a fucking Bond villain (laughs) Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott Kushida Tainara Kanchi Tegan Knox
1: and Zia Lee. All right, let's let's go through this. Tegan Knox is fantastic. Dakota Kai also fantastic. Uh, is pretty
0: good. Big fan of Zaylee. She went from oh my god, why are you even employing her? To holy shit, and then she's been improving ever since then even more. So yeah, like she she's got a bright future ahead of her. Wouldn't be my pick for this year.
1: Tainara No. Uh, Ilya Dragunov. Is, is pretty good. I like this match with Cesaro. Uh, Bronson Reed is my dude. I picked him 10th overall in our fantasy draft. Yeah, that was still weird. <laughs> I, I like Bronson Reed. I think he's got some legs on him. I mean, he's a big, thick boy. You know, I can't wait to see him go to NXT UK and fight the big, strong boy, Tyler Bate. It's a battle of the boys. Kushida's
0: got some potential. I don't know how far I'd really... Bank on him going just because of his size and everything. Uh He's a former, uh, not a former. He's a future cruiserweight champion at the very least. I'm assuming. Isaiah Swerve Scott. They're giving him a lot of a push, so I'm thinking that he is going to potentially win this one.
1: I think it's Dakota Kai.
0: She's got a lot of potential. And the other she just—it's it, always that type of thing where if somebody does something big around the time that something happens like this that massively boosts their volume up. So Dakota Kai, like she's talented, and she has this going for her. There's a good chance that she wins that. And Cameron Grimes, he's done some good stuff, too. Uh, he wouldn't be my pick, but I'm sure he's going to get some votes here and there.
1: I like the mushroom stomp from Cameron Grimes, but I'm going to go with my heart and say Bronson Reed. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i like how you just laugh it off
0: (laughs) i like bronson reed i think he's got a he's got a a chance to go somewhere but uh he's not my pick no uh male competitor of the year adam cole jenny Gargano, tommaso ciampa tyler Bate. which to me was like wow tyler Bate, huh velveteen dream and walter or as he would say for the nxt uk everything's fucking angry (laughs) Uh, Tyler Bates the lowest to me on this one like he's great in what he does but he's still not male competitor of the year compared to these other people like there's a big gap between them to me and for that matter I gotta say Walter there's a big gap between him and the rest of the people too like there's a very distinct C with Tyler Bate B with Walter and everybody else is A Cole Gargano, Chomp, and Dream are on a different level And out of the bunch, I'd have to go with Adam Cole. Because Gargano and Ciampa, they've kind of split the year
1: a little bit with injuries. Cole's been around the entire time. I'm out of the boy. I'm also going with Adam Cole because you cannot deny this man his right. He was fucking on fire this year. He owned everything. He owned November. He was on every episode of Raw SmackDown and NXT. He's the only superstar in history. And you know, they love that. I can say he was on every episode of Ross SmackDown, and NXT in modern times. You know, I'm sure the weird NXT game show, there's plenty of them. But in modern times, it's just Adam Cole, and he's the man.
0: And we've got NXT match of the year. There's a bunch of categories, uh, options, nominees. It's, say. It's, it's Cole and Gargano at New York. You know what, though? I don't know if that's a guarantee. Because... That's- Cole and Gargano at New York should definitely be one of the options, and I'm glad that it's on here. The TakeOver Toronto one, though, that also has a lot of people that I'm sure they're going to kind of spoil Wait, which one did
1: they kill each other And Like, which one Both. did they just <laughs> not – But there was one where they just did not stop. There was a cage finish. So Adam Cole, by the way, just recognizing this, fell from the top of a cage twice through a table this year. Because... I feel like see
0: I feel like what the issue here is though one match is Gargano Champa or Gargano Cole 2 out of 3 falls NXT championship match from Takeover the other one is Gargano Cole 2 out of 3 falls NXT championship match from Takeover <laughs> so it's like I got a feeling that most people I mean we're talking about let's be honest hate to run you guys down but wrestling fans not the brightest bulbs you get people that tweet things to me all the time or send me direct i got a thing earlier somebody um asking me if i could make the daniel bryan replica belts and put those on the shelves excuse me i'm like i'm not wwe so no no i can't (laughs) you know like if you get those people they're not going to know the difference between the two out of three falls nxt title matches from takeover between the two same guys you know we're even trying to remember, like, well, which one's the one where you did? So okay, it's Toronto
1: weird... was the one where they kill each other, because that was SummerSlam, right? Uh, Yeah. So York Toronto in, would Indiana. be my match of the year.
0: And it's like, those are fantastic. And plenty of the other ones on this are fantastic, too. But because of that confusion, I think that people might go the Women's War Games match. It's going to be my random prediction. But, nah. I mean, Viking Raiders versus Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong, amazing match. Uh, Lee Dijakovic on TV. I, I mean, I wrote up multiple articles about how those two kept stealing the show. There's plenty of matches that are just like, this match is fucking great. That match is great. That match is great. Which is awesome. Uh, NXT Tag Team of the Year, Grizzled Young Veterans, South Wales Subculture, Street Profits, Undisputed Era, and Viking Raiders. It's got to be Undisputed Era.
1: Yep. What else can you say? Listen, Viking Raiders are great. They've been on Raw since April. Street mm-hmm. Profits were just hitting their stride when they were called up. Undisputed Era has owned the motherfucker since entering the game. So Undisputed Era all the way. Yeah, nobody's going
0: Drake and Gibson. Nobody's going...
1: I, I do. I always have love for uh, Mark Andrews and Flashmole Gallagher. Love them. I think they're great. <laughs> But you know he said, Flash Mole Gallagher? I said Flash no Gallagher. And <laughs> they said mole. I'm like, where's the mole coming in. He has a mole, Tony. Austin Powers 3. <laughs> so. Yes. Oh hey Barry, what's up? <laughs> Barry. Sorry, God, this elephant just keeps coming in the room. Yeah. But um yeah, it's gotta be good to see there. Uh, takeover of the year. You got
0: takeover, you got takeover, you got... (laughs) It's all the takeovers, including the NXT UK I'm going to guess
1: takeover. I'm going Elimination Chamber. (laughs) Uh, I gotta go with, for an overall show, New York was amazing. I remember liking 25. Uh, That's the one where Cole wins the belt, right? I think so. But I'm going with New York because... The tag match with Vikings and Ricochet and Black. The Walter-Pete Dunn match. And the Cole-Gargano match. New York could definitely win that. At the very least,
0: it's totally not going to be Blackpool or Cardiff. But to be fair,
1: I think Walter versus Tyler Bate in Cardiff was a fantastic match. That was swept under the rug because it went on the same time as CM Punk speaking at StarCast. But that was a great match. And Blackpool had some bangers, too. Like, the tag match at Blackpool and the Joe Coffey versus Pete Dunne match. Ridiculous.
0: There is overall competitor of the year, which is the male and the female side, I think. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, Yep. And rivalry of the year. British Strong Adam- Style versus Imperium. Yeah, Adam <laughs> <laughs> uh To me, British Strong Styles versus Imperium shouldn't even be on this list. They needed a token NXT UK feud. Yeah, to me that's just kind of like, mm, nah. Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think it should be on the list either.
1: Yeah, because it, this was a sad truth. The year came down to... Uh, Cole and Gargano. Mm. Because, what else is on there? I think it's like Baszler and Ripley's on there too, right?
0: Basil Ripley, and uh,
1: Candice and EO. Alright, none of those. No, it's Zero. Cole Gargano. <laughs> it's Cole and Gargano. Mm. And it would have been Ciampa and Gargano again, but injuries prevented it. Yeah. So, those are your
0: options to vote for. Go ahead and vote while you can, because they shut the polls off on the 18th, so... You know, I'm gonna
1: throw out a wild one. Best at NXT gear of the year. I'm gonna go with Toronto and Johnny Gargano's Wolverine gear.
0: Probably would go with something Velveteen Dream related, but I'm not sure offhand.
1: He did remember this year.
0: I might have that in my notes for best ring gear of the year for these Count Moment End of the Year Awards. I'm not too sure yet. I don't have my list up. Which, by the way, that is happening pretty soon. Uh, and if you want to know what our schedule is, I'll quickly run that down. Next week, we are going to have the mailbag. And then that week after that is Christmas. And we're not going to record on Christmas. We're going to record earlier in the week, probably the 21st or the 22nd. And that's when uh, when we're going to do the Smargies. So we'll see about that. I haven't quite figured out exactly when I'm going to do that yet. And we'll kind of plan that out and we'll do things accordingly and kind of hop around and post that stuff. So. Marquis, yay, um,
1: I better win Co the year again, <laughs> like i I'm on everything <laughs> well,
0: you have a lot less competition this year. <laughs> there's been yeah, a lot oh, less yeah. um let's see, let's move on to another one that we got here. Let's talk about the new day. um, uh, the new day have their podcast, they put the second episode out, and on this they the whole entire podcast was them running through these different ideas that have been pitched to them of potential names for the New Day stable. There's like 50 names on the list. We're not going to read them all out because obviously, why would we read them all out? There are
1: 51 names on this list. We should read them all out because they're just wild and amazing. But, you know, we got time
0: to save. Let's put it this way. Uh, Let's let's read them quickly and stop at different ones uh, if we want to. There's The Beat uh the tribe which they no, that wasn't bad they called that one out and i was just like oh man why and yeah for exact reasons you don't do that no
1: perfect harmony healing through harmony i feel like if they were called perfect harmony they would have been doing a voice to men gimmick a lot of these were music based
0: and there was like the sensations which is very Like, much their like, The Temptations and stuff, which is, like, they weren't really supposed to be musicians. Like, I don't know why these people thought that that was where they should go with.
1: But they were supposed to be preachers, and that comes through in names such as Genesis, Revelation, Mason of Salvation, the Congregation.
0: I'm not into those types of names. Like, I don't like, okay, we're going to call ourselves Revelation. For that matter... Like, I do not like the name The Undisputed Era. I don't like it either, but it's grown on me because they're so fucking good. I love the theme. I love the wrestlers that are in part of that. I even like the logo, but I don't like the name The Undisputed Era. I don't think... I think that was, like, a quick brainstorm, and it stuck. Yeah. But I do like, out of this list, like, I mean, there's a lot that I... Most of them I absolutely hate. Crusaders, Exodus redeem the, risen The amen that one is the one that i liked the best <laughs> i actually like the amen the out of the all of them probably the best because i was like you know what that could work
1: this like, only works if woods changes his television name to austin creed and he's the leader and they're the amen like the x that's got like the double entendre of x-men and they're preachers so
0: amen uh-huh And it's like, what does the A stand for? The A stands for, like, awesome. It stands for amazing. It stands for – they could have got – this could have worked. I think it could
1: have worked. I – since with the whole preacher thing, I like the name The House of Positive Energy because they're going with that anyway with the power of positivity. And it's an acronym for hope. Mm. And I think that's really good. Name I don't understand. KBX. Well, that they—I'm glad they made fun
0: of the idea that that's the whole team PCB type thing, because it's so stupid.
1: Co- uh, Kofi, oh fuck. Kofi Biggie, I get it, I get it.
0: Yeah, and that's just there had to be a one writer that thought that that was an idea, and unfortunately, they got the whole PCB thing down. But the Million Man Ministry—that was one that they pointed out that they were just like, "Wow, that's racist," and it's like, yup. <laughs> yep, it is." <laughs> Uh, the writer that wrote that had to have been like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go in a direction here. I apologize in advance, but I'm just throwing it out there. What about, and then you go, <laughs> nah, dude. You're nah. Fine.
1: <laughs> Don't, no. You don't, know. Well, if <laughs> like, if it's like just some, listen, if it's a woke white kid, like if Dewey Foley suggested Millionaire, <laughs> you, know, you know, like that's a no-down. <laughs>
0: At the very uh, least, if you bring out the idea that you're like, look, I do not sign off on this, but I'm tossing it out there. Yeah. Because so, sometimes when you're brainstorming, you have to kind of toss out bad ideas just to kind of feel like you're resetting yourself. And maybe that was one of them. And it just got on the sheet for some reason. There's all this resurrection things. There's penance. The sainthood.
1: You know, again, like. I'm a be- Um. So there's also the voice, which you're not getting through that one. They talked about the prime, which we're like, yeah, no, you already have the primetime players and you wanted Titus with us. Yeah, that's kind of indicative of some of the other issues, too. I really like and you can tell Woods was supposed to be a leader here. There's like Brothers of Xavier, Excommunication. I like the Sentinel. I think that would have worked, depending on the tone and tenor of the group. I'm still not a big fan of that. I think we can all agree that vibe and vision ain't (laughs) it. Uh, You know what's stupid though? Would work. Vibe and vision.
0: I actually think could work for a different
1: team. It's stupid. I would say the same thing for uh, trilogy and Triverse. Like depending on who you give this to. It can work. But like the achievers?
0: Yeah. Bruh.
1: <laughs> like what?
0: Yeah, a lot of these could not have been somebody's like best work. And if it was their best work, oof.
1: I think Woods threw out that like they're gonna make him the leader and there was gonna be like a video game stable. I think if you're gonna do that, the the idea of the name The Beacon or, like, I I don't know. Some of these are fucking weird, bro. (laughs) I never really liked when names
0: for stables are, like, the singular whatever thing. Like, The Beacon. Well, the three people are The Beacon? The Beacon of what? Why are they The Beacon? That's not, like, threatening sounding. For that matter, I'll say it. I don't like the name The New Day.
1: Oh, yeah. We were talking about this off air. I don't think that fits them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually it think to be the like amen. a new day for them, where they were changing their characters. But I, you know, what moment I constantly draw back to you here? Do you remember when Vince McMahon announced that Roman was going to defend his title in the Royal Rumble, and he's like, "It can be anybody." Uh, I feel a, I feel a hallelujah coming on, and people are like, "What the fuck." Where's the new day? I feel a... Like, he was still going with the preacher gimmick like a year after they debuted, <laughs> and we're not doing that. And he's, like, pushing, I feel a hallelujah. And, uh, dude, what's the... <laughs> uh, and then, of course, he said, uh, Where's Dolph Seegler? Which was one of my favorite moments in this trade, because Vin are going to get off name right.
0: Funny enough, uh, Rob feeling uh, hallelujah, but he turned into a Transformer throughout this whole thing. <laughs> did, did my... Uh, yeah. did my... <laughs> Your audio just went...
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, much like the Beacon and the AMM, I am more than the eye. Is that why you like the Sentinels? Because the Sentinel Prime... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Actually, isn't the Beacon a thing from Transformers too, or something? Could be apparently they were really gonna go with Woods being a nerd like the Modern Marvels. You can't tell me that's not them playing off superheroes. The Modern Marvels is also
0: a name that sounds like somebody pitched from the nineteen forties or something.
1: Like all right, the Modern Marvels really sounds like a tag team of like, hey, it's Ricochet and Rey Mysterio. They're the Modern
0: Marvel. See, I I don't even think it's like that. I don't think of like Marvel. Marvel, the superhero side of things. If I think the modern, modern, eh, modern marvels in the context of wrestling, I think back to like, oh, that's got to be a tag team of like Don Morocco and Hercules or something like where they're just like, I don't know. What are we talking? These guys are the modern marvels. Look at them! Oh, he he body slammed them there. Oh, look at that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like this list is. Very indicative of uh, the struggles that people go through with a lot of these things, because if this was just to figure out the name, let alone getting the group together and trying to figure out how, like, the dynamics would work and all that, then shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. So a very cool uh, episode for that. Just kind of wanted to run that down a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to run down an extra little plug here. The uh, merchandise shops. Go ahead and check out the T Public and Redbubble for... A Mango Teas for Fanboys Anonymous and of course for smart Out Moment actually went through recently and I just double checked that I made sure that everything on Tee Public now has the magnet option so you can buy magnets
1: for things. I don't know how they work but you know <laughs> Well typically Tony magnets stick to things that they stick to you know you put them on a fridge they stick to a fridge You don't know, you know the
0: whole meme? No. (laughs) Everybody educate uh, Rob in the comments below.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Apparently magnets are a
0: meme and I missed it. We're talking like years ago. This is a meme at this point. Uh, We mentioned the Patreon earlier. That is the thing um, that I've plugged quite a bit and I will continue to plug because now I have a graphic actually set up for a dark cast. So the dark cast thing is going to be something that I definitely want to get the ball rolling. And if you donate towards that tier, it is the $20 tier, then I will do at least one a month. I'm hoping to do two, maybe even three, maybe depending on the amount of people, maybe four, maybe I'll do one a week, but I want to make them Patreon exclusive podcasts that maybe don't necessarily have to follow any sort of pattern. Like it doesn't have to be like, we're doing superstar scores or something like that, but it might just be like, eh, let's just talk about some stuff where I don't know, kind of taking ideas of what you would like to see for dark cast material. So uh that's the balls rolling on that. And obviously the same thing was apply that have applied in the past, where if you got a buck, then a buck can go a long way, especially when more and more people do that. That can actually be a huge difference. If everybody who was subscribed to this channel donated one dollar a month, it would make the big enough difference in the world that I would actually quit multiple other jobs and focus primarily just on Smack Talk and smart moment. That's a big difference that uh you might not even realize that's the case. But more importantly, he could afford to get me a Christmas gift. What do you get me for Christmas, daddy? My uh charming smile. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Fine, you know, it's it's a nice smile.
0: <laughs> I accept it. Uh there's that, there's the pick your poison tier, where that's the one where you can specifically request certain special features to make sure that we're giving you the content that you directly want, you know, if you're just like, man, I really want these guys to watch December to Dismember and do some kind of, you know, review of that, or like there's this one match that I want them to see and I want them to do a, a fan tracks for, or well, a fan ounce table for You guys like, know what you want us to
1: call King of the Ring 95. Maple <laughs> <With> wins. <Mabel. laughs> it's, it's great. There's that. There's uh. also
0: the option for the fanboys anonymous material because if you're donating towards the fanboy stuff, then obviously you could pick stuff for fanboys. Like Guest Five in the past has done the uh the reboot and Pokemon type thing. So there's fan tracks. You know, you want us to watch a movie that's, you know, a superhero movie or something like that, then cool, do that. Do a movie review. There's lots of different options, and we'll talk things out if you do it. You just send me an e- an email or something, and we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, donate to that, and we will do whatever it is that you're asking for, with, as long as it's within reason, and we can kind of sort all that stuff out. So Patreon. I want
1: to do more Kevin Conroy Batman stuff. Guess
0: five. <laughs> just, I'm just t- throwing that out there. Totally, never be opposed to that. Conroy is the Batman. for me. yes, he is. For that matter, uh, just as far as something else that's on the horizon. Um, And actually, it's not on the horizon anymore. It's done. Uh, Claim to Fame, a new segment up on the website that you might not even be aware of because it's not really like, you know, there's not like a spot for it on the website that stands out right now. But if you go on the nav bar, the little menu on the website, it's underneath the roster section. And Claim to Fame is something I had talked about quite a bit in the past, where it was the idea that I would take the roster and I would funnel that into this perspective of who would potentially get into the Hall of Fame based off of if they just retired. Today, that kind of a thing. So, it's going to be a list that I change up every once in a while, and for the most part, it would be that I would take people from lower on the list and move them higher because it's highly unlikely that people go like, oh, now they're not going to get in the Hall of Fame, you know, unless it's like you know a Chris Benoit situation or something. But hopefully that never fucking happens again. And um, you know, like there's people on the list right now that just to somewhat spoil at least a little bit of it or something like that. But I've got say. On the A+, plus, like, just signed the dotted line. They obviously are going to be in the Hall of Fame. They obviously are going to be a headliner material type. There's, like, The Undertaker or uh, Charlotte Flair. You know, people where it's like, there's absolutely no way that John Cena is not a headliner Hall of Famer at some point. And then there's people on the Definitely, but there maybe they wouldn't be the headliner that year. But they more than likely would be, like AJ Styles or... Uh, Seth Rollins in the future. He is a potential headliner. Becky Lynch is definitely a potential headliner. Definitely gonna be in there.
1: And Sasha Banks
0: already has a Hall of Fame career to me. Like she's on that. First woman everything. So every every one of the four horsewomen are either in the A plus or the A category. Because it's like, come on, they obviously are. But even surprisingly enough to some people, R Truth is in my definitely category, my A category. Because it's like R-Truth has won a shit ton of titles and he's very well liked. There's no way that he is not getting into the Hall of Fame. And there's people that are on the most likely scale. The people like Asuka, Heath Slater, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Zack Ryder, Sheldon Benjamin, etc. There's the 50-50 shot people. Somebody like a Cesaro. Where it's like, you know, they don't really seem to love him all that much. But he has done quite a bit. So he would go into Hall of Fame if a lot of people were choosing. But maybe not... Uh, I don't know, like Callisto. He might not, especially if he leaves. Weird question. Barry Horowitz Hall of Fame yesterday. Ah, that's tough.
1: It sounds kind of mean, but I would say no. Because, you know, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Hall of Fame names came on today, and he constantly posts on social media, my fans, let them know that I should be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, I almost think, well, no, because you're probably the one guy who's in a bracket lower than Janetti. But at the same time, yes, because you're such a good hand and like you did so much for the industry. It's tough because he's, it's like the Coco He's Kobe a Legacy type Award, thing. I think. Yeah, like I could
0: see that more so. And now I'm not too familiar with Barry Horowitz outside of WWE. To be able to say, like, he won the NWA, whatever title, or he did this, or he did that.
1: He beat Skip.
0: But it's like, you don't have to be, like, a, you know, 20-time world champion to be in the Hall of Fame. Coco Beware has been in the Hall of Fame for a bunch of different years, and they've gotten other people that have been in the mix like that. That's why, like, Heath Slater, to me, is on a higher scale than I'm sure a lot of other people would have put him on there. I have him on my my B level of most likely. Like, Heath Slater, to me, has more of a chance to get in the Hall of Fame than John Morrison does right now, even though John Morrison just came back, and who knows what he's up to. Drew McIntyre actually about that too. is lower—McIntyre's lower on my score right now than Heath Slater, because I'm like, you know what? McIntyre really hasn't done all that much, and Heath Slater's well, been listen, a good
1: jobber for a bunch of years now. McIntyre was the backup band that Heath Slater, so, you know— we're a three-man band. Funny
0: enough, McIntyre and Jinder Mahal are in the, the tier lower than Heath Slater, so it <laughs> does make sense. Oh, well, Jinder Mahal was the WWE Champion. Yeah, but still. You know.
1: No, there has to be some importance to the WWE Championship. Well,
0: like, they're on the same scale as the B-Team uh Titus O'Neil. you know, some people where it's like, I can understand it, but, you know. But then there's, there's probably not. There's definitely not. There's the a lot of them are the unknowns right now because it's just like, look, they're too early in their careers. Like, I can't realistically put Ricochet on any level because it's like, well, the fucker just got on the main roster well, a couple months ago, uh, really, you know.
1: Humberto Crio is definitely a Hall of Fame guy.
0: <laughs> there's only a few people that are like, ah, oh, they're definitely not getting them there. Like, there's no way, like grand Metalik does based off of what he's accomplished or lack of accomplishments. And he's probably going to leave. So it's like, well, that's not going to go anywhere with grand Metalik, you know? So check out claim to fame. Uh, I opened it up to comments so people can leave some comments here. And there are some people I've been wondering, like, why do I have the new day in the A plus category? Which to me, I'm just like, because of the new day, like, look at all they've done. And uh, I'll be updating that here and there. And, you know, we'll see how that goes. But that's something else for you to just be aware of. All these little tinkers and changes and stuff on the site here and there. And, um, yeah. So stay tuned for that stuff. But anyway, we got other hot tags to go into here. We're not even close to done talking about a lot of these different topics. One of them being that the United Kingdom Championship and Walter's Passport were stolen at the recent Evolve show.
1: So... But off the bat, I want to talk about the fact that there have been, like, no updates to this situation, which is bizarre. I mean, he didn't even check on the side of
0: the road to see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> true. How great would it have been if it would have turned out that he went to, uh, was it Longhorn? Longhorn, yeah. If it got stolen there and it would have been like, this is, like, Longhorn's thing now. Yeah. <laughs> like... I think it's funny. It's uh, It sucks. You know, obviously there's nothing good about the situation, but it is kind of weird that it's like in 2019, the AEW title and the United Kingdom title both got stolen. That's so weird.
1: Well, what, what's very bad about it is apparently in Logan Square, where this is where the all show is going down, like robbing wrestlers, specifically wrestlers, is becoming a thing. And uh, Matt Nix, who both wrestles, he was he wrestled the Jother match against Cody, and um, he runs Freelance Wrestling. He was talking about how like, it's a shame that this is happening, and there will be extra security on hand for Freelance events. That's, it just sucks. Don't take advantage of wrestlers.
0: Don't steal shit.
1: <laughs> you know? that, too. I mean, <laughs>
0: like, that too but you
1: know you should have to fucking say that
0: yeah yeah i mean i can justify stealing some things in certain contexts you know especially from like big corporations that are gouging the hell out of you and if you can figure out a way to do something or whatever like i'm not gonna mince words and say that i've not used somebody's passwords on a streaming platform or something like that where it's like you know yeah I've downloaded torrents or something you know but like um, I mean hey government Jesus I Christ done you're gonna that. be in jail tomorrow <laughs> yeah. I would have been in jail a long time ago for plenty of other things but um <laughs> tell me more well they got an infirmary in jail too maybe I'll get checked out <laughs> So that sucks. Like, and it's passport. Like, what are you stealing somebody's passport for? What the fuck? You know, don't be an ass. I can understand if you're the type of person who's stealing things for the wrong reasons to begin with. Because obviously most people that are doing that are doing it for the wrong reasons anyway. But like, that if like, maybe you stole the title because you thought you could sell it, which you're stupid because you're not going to be able to. But you're going to steal somebody's passport? You can't do anything with that, you know? Yeah. It's, it sucks, and it sucks that they got to buy a new title and they got to do all that kind of stuff, but, yeah, you know. One of those things. Hopefully he doesn't get any kind of heat on him, you know? Yeah, I would really hope not. It's kind of ridiculous I if mean- he does, because, I mean, what's he going to do?
1: They stole his passport, too, which is fucking bullshit. And I saw stuff from, like, Timothy Thatcher as well. Fuck people.
0: Yeah, people are the worst. And let's talk about... uh... (laughs) Let's talk about Super ACH. Okay.
1: You know, let me... It's, exactly. uh, should, we, should we preface just, it with the usual? Let's bullshit? just let's just <laughs> go with this. This has become a very sad situation. It's clear that he's having an episode, and I don't feel guilty in saying that. As this motherfucker is clearly having an episode, maybe I shouldn't call them. An, uh, that that's just the way I talk, but like.
0: It it was something that was called into question very early on, yeah. and then it became obvious, and it just becomes more and more obvious. Where it's just yep. like, okay, now somebody needs to step in, and somebody needs to get him some help. He needs some help. He, this guy has something going on that is really putting a bane on his existence, and it's not doing him any
1: favors. For you have loved to ones continue. with mental issues, right?
0: And it's the type of thing that it's like, you know what? Like, you got to help people, you know? And his situation, for anybody who doesn't know what's going on, he was hired by MLW. And within, what was it, two days?
1: One day. day, Within 12 hours.
0: He decides he quits wrestling entirely. And MLW's like, all right, if it makes him happy, you know, they kind of wash their hands. First of all,
1: MLW is... A great rising organization. They get ACH. It's a big boom. They put him in the ring with Injustice, which is kind of like, honestly, a a faction based on, hey, you know, we're getting mistreated in this promotion because we're African American. So I'm thinking, oh, this is a good fit. He's working opposite them, but, you know, he's got to do the turn. I'm I'm booking this stuff in my head already. And then this shit comes out, and you're like, come on, just just get off Twitter. Just just stop tweeting. Do your bookings. Have a good career. You're very talented. And he said something to the effect of, like, I'm actually going to see if I can pull the tweets, because I want to make sure I get this verbatim. But essentially he's saying... I quit wrestling. Screw you, Marks. You know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. You made Chasing My Dream not fun. And then, um, then he says, I think AEW is awesome, but, but my, but, I'm trying to read this properly, but me heart is being a WWE super all caps star and becoming one of the absolute best ever to do it. So I don't know.
0: It's like, that's like, well, then you did the complete opposite of heading in that direction,
1: pal, you know, like, by the way, his Twitter account has since been hacked. Really? Like first, uh, unless he's just really off. Well,
0: was that it called into question with the bitty bitty boom boom
1: thing? So that starts it. So that's right now that's, he's just uh, posting. Right now he's just posting Joker gifts, like okay. from the most recent Joker movie. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where we're seeing this he, downward spiral like his, even more. His Twitter picture right now is Shad Gaspard, which we'll get to in a minute, with the it's like. Instead of there being tape over his mouth, it's the controversial George Miles logo over his mouth. So. And then. But before that, it was a picture of Jim Cornette wearing the George Miles t-shirt. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so people are thinking he's hacked. Right? It's, all, it's all Joker. It is all Joker. I don't know, man. It's getting more and more concerning.
0: Yeah, like it starts off as being like, "Wow, this is a weird thing," and then it starts. It goes into like, "Uh, oh, what the hell," and then it becomes funny, and then it becomes like, "All right, like this isn't funny anymore," and then now it's like, mm, "This is kind of unsettling." It's a shame because obviously he does need to get some kind of help. I don't know what help. Obviously, I'm not a trained psychologist. That's like. You know, well I'll give him this type of medication or any of that kind of thing. But like I think so, that his his friends in the industry need to really like sit him down and
1: And then Chad Gaspard says people try to do that, but clearly he just wants the attention. It, it it's not a good look. And it's making WWE look a hell of a lot better.
0: It's sure making you look
1: real, real okay for just, Mm. you know what? They let him go. They let him do his thing. Yeah. They kind of are
0: getting out of this Wash their hands. Yep. Speaking of people getting out of WWE, though. Aha. Transition. (laughs) WWE released four people this week. They Uh, officially let go Sin Cara, Luke Harper, and The Ascension.
1: That before we even,
0: sad. before we even get into those ones, you and I had one of the same reactions. No colognes,
1: like so. Really? So Epic and Primo are still hired by this company. What even?
0: They have literally not wrestled, <laughs> unless Cage Match has the wrong information, which they're pretty damn good on this. So I, I, I trust them. The colognes have not wrestled on WWE television or house shows this year. Yeah. How the fuck are they still, like, at what point do they become, like, okay, well, we'll just not deal with that anymore. Like, there's there's very clearly no value attributed to the colognes. Because this isn't a matter of that one of them's been injured and that they have been waiting to have one of them return or something like that. They have wrestled for other companies in the meantime. Like I'm going to look it up right now, just to be sure. Uh, Primo. He had a situation where uh, he was a part of no, wait, no. Okay. Uh, let me reiterate, uh, not reiterate. Let me go back and recon what I had said before. They did wrestle on something WWE related this year. They wrestled a few dark matches on SmackDown in February. who did they lose to? Uh, If you go to... So, this is the most recent stuff that they've done. Uh, Primo, otherwise known as he goes by Eddie Cologne. He wrestled in um, August of... This year <clears throat> at WWC Anniversario
1: forty six. He,
0: he beat Noriega. I don't know who that is. Uh, before that, in June, he lost to Gilbert. I don't know who Gilbert is for Gilbert. The, <laughs> the WWC Universal title. Then you go all the way back to February. And the Colognes lost a dark match before SmackDown to Heavy Machinery. They, before that, lost a dark match on SmackDown to R-Truth and Rey Mysterio. Before that, they lost a dark match on SmackDown to Heavy Machinery. Before that, they lost a dark match on SmackDown to Heavy Machinery. Before that, they teamed up with Aiden English, that goes to show you how far along this is, when the hell did Aiden English wrestle last, and lost to Shelton Benjamin and the club on a live show in January. The same exact match again earlier the week, uh, the day before that they lost another dark match before two Oh five live in January to heavy machinery. And then Primo wrestled for WWC two more times. He's wrestled a grand total of 11 matches this year. Not a single one of them has been not a dark match. Except for two live events that he lost and for WWE. So, if they're just working for WWE, why the fuck are they still employed by WWE? Like, they're just paying them to not go elsewhere. But if they clearly haven't thought about them being people that are useful for, we're talking
1: a couple of years at this point,
0: let them go, you know?
1: Maybe it's a weird deal where it's not costing them a lot of money. Even then, even if it's costing them six bucks, let them go,
0: you know, add that money towards Mm -hmm. catering.
1: What's the difference between Otis Dozovic and uh, the colognes? I don't know. Well, Otis is coming and they're not coming anywhere. They're, they're, They're gone. I don't know where they are, but they're fucking, they're just disappeared. We have a great feature up on the website, damn it, about how (laughs) great, (laughs) about how great Primo Cola is. But it's like the most attention that's happened. He's gone.
0: It's really mind-boggling that they haven't been released because there's just everything points in that direction. They're not being used. They're not injured. They're wrestling for other companies, like. It's not even like they're getting paid to sit at home. They're just like, go wrestle for your dad's promotion or your, you know, like, it's just like, what's what? So it's r- so weird that they didn't release them because they released Harper, Cara, and The Ascension. And I can understand why they released them. They all seemingly, oh, well, Harper and Sin They all asked
1: for it. I will. Least, those two uh, definitely yeah. did.
0: And The Ascension might have, more than likely, they did, especially since Victor tweeted out freedom <laughs> afterward. There's been a a couple other people that have publicly said that they are asking for their release, so they didn't release Mike Kanellis. I thought he was gone. I thought so, too. They didn't release Kalisto or Grand Metal League.
1: I don't blame them for Kalisto.
0: Yeah, I can understand wanting to keep those two around. They could at least use them as a tag team and job them out for the next couple of months. Because their deals are up, I think, in May. If I remember correctly, a couple months ago, Kalisto had tweeted out that their deals were up in 10 months. I just don't remember how many more months are left on that. And I'm sure that there's other people too. And like Rusev hasn't re-signed as far as I'm aware. A lot of Yeah, a lot of it. And I really don't understand that. Maybe because they were like, oh, we can, you can overact and do this thing. And she was like, great. I love overacting. Yeah. You broke the law. Ugh, I hated that segment tonight so much. Uh, but I'm really glad that they released these guys because Luke Harper in particular, when he go, he's got to go to AEW. I know that AEW doesn't want to just pick up everybody. And for that matter, if I were AEW, I wouldn't pick up Sin Cara and The Ascension. I'd be fine with letting them go.
1: But The Ascension Brody? deserve a chance. They proved in NXT that they can get it over they were buried upon arrival to the main roster. Yeah. And they it wasn't never their fault. they never recovered.
0: No, they were hot in NXT. And I mean, credit where it's due, Connor, that dude had really nothing going for him. And they gave him this rat boy gimmick. And that was like,
1: okay, this is a death knell. He's done. I've been watching some <laughs> some of that got released that shit's funny it's it's bad but that shit was funny he was making it work he
0: was doing the best he could and it wasn't gonna work out and then he goes and they form the Ascension and it's like wow okay they're doing some stuff in NXT like they're kicking some ass let's bring them up to the main roster and completely fuck them up and never give them a chance and they that sucks you know and mm-hmm. Sin Cara he tried I don't think that he was ever going to really go as far as they would have hoped, especially since they had two people trying to do that, but he's still got some stuff to give. So here's where I'd put them. I mean, of course it depends on who's interested and who's going to potentially sign anywhere and what they want to do too. Uh, Brody, Luke Harper, he goes to AEW. Sin Cara, If he's interested, because I'm hearing that he might be interested in MMA, he could go to Del Rio's thing.
1: He's going to go to Combate Americas. That's where I'd like to see him go. Apparently, they want him as a ring announcer, though, which is weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, very weird.
0: And the Ascension, I'd say, you know what? Send those guys to, like, I I don't know why. I got a feeling they would work better in Impact.
1: Eh. No, because then they're doing a weird gimmick.
0: I don't see um, them being like a big, big deal going over to AEW, though. And I kind of get a feeling that MLW, I'm not too familiar with MLW's work, so it's another thing that it's like, you know, I'm not judging all, based off of the right criteria, but but like. I would think that that would come off a little bit more like a demotion than go into Impact where there's still like a little bit of that whole like, well, you know, we got this person, we're going to get the RVD, we're going to, you know, like that kind of thing. I think MLW is more so like, at least my impression of it is MLW is more like what Ring of Honor used to be where you, uh, you're MLW. training people to get to the next level. And if they go down to that, I think it's going to be like, ah, oh, okay, they're washed up, you know?
1: I think MLW is fantastic. I think they are one of the better promotions outside of WWE or AEW right now. If not, listen, I'll be honest. I think it's WWE, AEW, Probably Impact, than MLW, then Ring of Honor, as far as in the States. Obviously, there's New Japan and AAA and stuff like that. But in the States, those are the big things, in my opinion.
0: You know what? That'd be kind of cool if uh, the Ascension went over to New Japan.
1: They'd get over like a million bucks.
0: That'd be kind of cool. I'm Uh, hoping the best for all four, because I do think all four of them didn't get quite the shake at the stick that they should have. But at the same time, I'm also going like, well, it's been a long time coming for the Ascension.
1: Well, you you, listen, Luke Harper, you can't say didn't have a hell of a run. This dude wrestled Undertaker on pay-per-view. This guy was in the ring with The Rock. Like he got to do things. His match with Dolph Ziggler, great ladder match for the year title. Yeah, former Intercontinental and Tag Team Champion.
0: So you can't I still feel say... like he had more potential that they didn't want to tap into. And I still feel like he should have been repackaged.
1: Like, when he, he came was like back. A ma- he was like a match away from the main event of WrestleMania 33 yeah. with uh, Wyatt Norton.
0: And people, myself included, wanted him to be in that. It was like, fucking give him that now. Like, do it, you know? I was rooting for that to be the type of thing where it was like, you know what? Maybe they end up going with Harper. Maybe they give him the belt. Maybe he changes up his look a little bit. Maybe they, you know, like they they could have done something there and they didn't. And I think that that was really the end game. That was just like, all right, that's the closest you're going to get. Fine. I don't want to be in this company anymore. And I don't Well, the Golden Brothers were that. good.
1: And in I retrospect, even
0: retrospect, I'm not a big fan.
1: I feel like it's kind of a weak him version. With- uh, Harper now, I mean Rowan now Like two months ago against Bryan and Reigns I thought that was good Would you have thought
0: That we'd be in a situation where Currently in WWE Luke Harper's gone Bray Wyatt is Playing a Mr. Rogers type character Braun Strowman is One of like the most obvious baby faces. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but and they're Eric, sleeping on him.
0: And Eric Rowan's getting a, a push where he's carrying around something in a cage and wearing heavy metal t-shirts.
1: He, he owns a victory over Roman Reigns on TV, on a pay-per-view. Yeah. You can't take that away from him. I love it. stupid things like that because you can't. He wrestled The Rock in his last match. You fucking can't take that away from him. Yeah, That's crazy. Until The Rock come, comes back, uh, Eric Rowan had his last match. Depending on
0: where these people go, where would you like to see them? Uh, what would you like to see them do? Like, I would assume Bro- Luke Harper
1: goes with Brody Lee. Brody and Lee he's just goes him. to GCW, does the deathmatch stuff with um Jimmy Lloyd and Nick Gage and all that stuff for a little bit. Then he's just the a W guy, which he deserves to be. Um, uh, well,
0: actually, really quick. Is there any word on if these guys are under the ninety day clause? I do believe they are. I would assume that they would be. So we're not going to see them popping up anywhere for another ninety days. So, so like
1: AEW's first
0: pay per view year,
1: maybe we see them then.
0: Yeah, maybe if they do it in February, eh, then we can't. But if it's in March, okay. Yeah,
1: my guess is Victor goes on to be a trainer at like Fandango and not Fandango uh Breeze and his school with um who's he okay, got the who, school with? yeah who is what? I'm blanking on that so, oh yeah. Dillinger Dillinger Sean Spears. Ah yeah. So he goes on to do that. Uh Connor maybe I don't know. Falls face the earth becomes a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh it
0: is one of those things that's weird that a lot of people do become real estate agents and it's just I mean My father was a real estate agent and I don't remember ever coming across somebody who's like, so seven foot tall, Jack dude, just being all like, you know, yeah, I used to fucking beat people up in the ring, but you know what I do now? I make sure you get the right home. (laughs)
1: Well, there's weird shit. Like Mark Mara just is a motivational speaker now, which I just find funny because I think, okay, cut a motivational speech as Johnny B. Bad, please. like. (laughs) full regalia do it you know maybe that's what connor does maybe he sells good homes to rats like you know let's do it. god Who knows what, if he be- I-
0: what if he became a rat catcher
1: some kind <laughs> of like uh yeah. you know exterminator or something like that and he's just well then like- he's back in wwe with a special weekly program on the network called rat boy chases rats <laughs>
0: And he just goes like, "I know that they like this type of cheese," because <laughs> I like. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, don't sleep on the Guto, folks. Um, yeah, and Zangara can do whatever he wants. CMLL, AAA, uh, Nacion Lucha Libre, Campe de Americas. like he's got it all open for him.
0: What's Kara doing in the Impact Zone? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the best you could do! <laughs> uh,
0: what else we got going on here? We got uh, Hall of Famers. Actually, this is the last hot tag that I've got written down. Um, Out of nowhere today, this is a lot earlier than they normally do. Talk
1: about out of fucking nowhere.
0: We get two things confirmed for the Hall of Fame. Batista and... The first four members of the NWO. This bullshit.
1: This uh, is it's bullshit.
0: Well, first thing I want to bring up. Really, right now, December tenth or December 9th at the time. Like it. Like I <laughs> think they
1: want those tickets to sell. They're going on sale Friday. Uh, okay. All
0: right. That's got to be it then. Because that's like, how many times are we in March? I think last,
1: this year alone, we were like, who the fuck is going in this hall yeah. game?
0: Like, at the, every year, one of the things on the schedule is wrestling with the past Hall of Fame, where we discuss our memories about the different people and the people that haven't gotten into Hall of Fame yet, different things like that. And I remember this year thinking, like, my God, we might not even get that information until the end of that. And I don't think that they had announced the Legacy Award people this year until, like, the day we were doing the podcast or something like that. But this year, it's like, all right, well, here's, like, two the two headlining act most likely i don't think they're going to get anybody that's like as big as that but batista that makes sense to me uh, you know they don't do things based off of location as much
1: and batista wrestled his last
0: match last year he's a big but baby. he
1: lives in florida that's a location based thing
0: oh okay well then that might be something to do with all with it too nwo
1: though that is completely location based hogan's in tampa hall is in florida Nash is probably also in Florida. <laughs> I've said before, I don't like these
0: two time Hall of Famer type things. And this one, even more so, is throwing me off because all four of them are already in the Hall of Fame. It's not even like you're. Like when they inducted Neidhart, and for some reason they felt like they needed to put Brett in with it.
1: Or like you got China
0: as a part of DX like listen that's the way that they incorporated a bunch of different people and it just happened to be Shawn michaels being a a number two or like you you're not going to yeah he was the only number two yeah you're not going to induct stevie ray on his own so okay it makes sense you do harlem heat even though i still don't really like that anyway but this is like you're not even incorporating another person into the mix that like it's so weird
1: Hogan, Hall, and Nash deserve to be in the Hall of Fame as the NWL. I 100% feel that way. Especially because, oddly enough, when Hall and Nash went in the Hall of Fame, they were in it it as Razor and Diesel. Didn't, uh... Nash was advertised as Diesel. And then for some reason, day of, they're like, it's Kevin Nash! Hmm. Um, I don't think of, uh, of X-Pac as being one of those guys. Like, let's dissect that. Okay. First of all, WWE missed a good chance to yell, we're making history here! Because Sean Waltman goes in back to back years. Very strange. Because they don't want it to just be Hogan Hall and Nash for some reason, but they also can't be bothered to go And here's Buff Bagwell. Uh, You know, uh, the first four members, they're not. His name was literally six. This isn't even like me being wrestling nerd guy. His name was literally six because he was the sixth member of the NWO. The fourth was DiBiase. The fifth
0: was was Big Show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who should be in this by the way, because why not? You know you're going to end up him on his own, and yeah, that's fine. But Big Show should be in this. Uh, but Bagwell, Scott Norton, uh, well, let's be real. They won't be Scott Norton. But you could have cheesily gotten in Bagwell. You could have gotten in Scott Steiner here. And I'll say this. If you don't want to get in those guys, fine. Take out Waltman, put in Eric Bischoff. Yeah. That, Bischoff, should have, that should have been the four. Eric Bischoff deserves to go in as part of the NWO because literally it's the only thing, it is the only thing in 83 weeks that they concede to going, that was good by Eric. NWO was good. That kicked our ass. That is the only thing they concede to. Eric should be going in with the NWO. And that would at least make the excuse
0: of saying, okay, Bischoff is the one that you're inducting as the new guy, and we're just putting these extra people around him.
1: And it's Hogan Hall and Nash, and you're not gonna not want to hear them duck.
0: It's such a strange idea to me, and that really makes it seem like it's like, alright, you're just over these past couple of years, you're really trying to screw up that Hall of Fame thing. Cause now it's... Right down to the photo. Have you,
1: You've you seen the photo,
0: right? That's part of the thumbnail for this.
1: It's a fucking... Uh, the worst Photoshop. Like, it's clearly a picture of, of Howell Nash and Pac in WWE, and Hogan is, like, tacked onto the side as though he's with them. Because it's like, oh, well, you know... Pac never took a photo with Hogan. I don't think. I I don't like that they chose to throw him in there. Don't don't even put him in there. Let it be Hogan Hall, and Ash. Let them talk for five minutes each about hey man we changed the business brother and you know when you're in the view you're in the view for life and get out of there and let Batista be the headliner. Because I mean, maybe they don't want to induct
0: Bischoff because they just fired him and all that stuff. But to that's me, more if, of
1: a reason to induct him, bro. You yeah brought you know, him I mean, into your company and you let him go after a month because one show went down in the ratings.
0: That is another thing. But like, if they were to open to that idea for any reason, which that Bischoff has nothing to do with this from what they've said so far. But like, I would think that that you could get around this by doing something by saying like. Hey, Eric Bischoff is going to be inducted, and the people who are going to induct him are Hogan, Hall, and Nash. And that way you get the star power without having to induct them a second time. Like, it's just, it's so weird to me. Like, by now we've had more than enough examples that it's clear that they're just going to do this going forward. So now it's like, all right, well, Triple H will get inducted as part of evolution, Triple H will get inducted again as part of the authority.
1: No, uh, he, he hasn't gotten in his
0: Triple H yet. Maybe. Maybe they'll do that. Uh, if they decide that they want to do like any tag team type thing, they're just going to do it over and over again. Michaels
1: is going in four times because he's going over with Gennady.
0: I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if they
1: didn't put them in. I think that's a little rude to Giannetti. I would like to see Michaels show up here. And be like, oh, I was in the interview. <laughs> 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 I, I think that bit would be hysterical. Like, Or uh, Sting. Uh, yeah, like Sting, to, or you uh, get Bogus Sting to show up for a night.
0: I'm not a big fan of the whole NWO thing. I mean, I'm a big fan of NWO from when it happened, but I don't like the idea of that being into the Hall of Fame. I. I don't like anybody. Ric Flair should not be a two-time Hall of Famer. Shawn Michaels should not be a two-time Hall of Famer. They should not be two-time Hall of Famers. That's the way I see it. Uh, Batista has said that he thinks that Fit Finley should induct
1: him. That's not what people would expect, but it's totally understandable.
0: Who do you think should induct the NWO?
1: Eric Bischoff, Eric, Eric Bischoff should be here. Yep, <laughs>
0: which if makes me think,
1: him, oh, like, makes me think. Okay, well, nobody's going to. If not him, then Sean and Hunter need to come out and talk for five minutes, put over their buddy, joke about Hogan, and get out of there.
0: I don't even think they're going to do that. I think it's yep. going to be a video package, and then they're going to come out. Because isn't that what happened? No, with, because uh, it's going to be
1: like yes, but they got to do the whole bit where they're like, yeah, too sweet, me. We did this. This is our thing. And then Hogan tries to do it, and it's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you.
0: And he's like, fine, uh, I'll just play the guitar. And then Kyle uh, O'Reilly's like, God damn it, <laughs> You
1: can get the undisputed to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird choice, but I'm glad that Patista's going in. He deserves it. And yeah, he should be the headline. One,
1: one of the best people... From the modern era, if you want to call it that, from that two
0: thousand, the mid two thousands to you know ten years later, that kind of gap, like that OVW four man, yeah, like he was a big fucking star. He won the title multiple times. He made a big career out of himself, and now he's a popular enough name that it's like, yeah, there's no reason why he shouldn't be inducted.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy, man, yeah, Stuber. <laughs> super
0: never saw it.
1: He brought his gun
0: back to uh, the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah, all that much more reason to induct him. Curious about uh, uh, Christina Brooke. Brooke? has uh, been saying about that she needs to go shopping for the great outfit and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, there's a part of me that actually wants that to work out. You know I, what I mean? That's,
1: that's a real thing, right? They're they're, they're, they're they, oh, at the fine. very least, if they didn't
0: before, they <laughs> should think weird. about I, it now.
1: Oh on, I, I am for just They're not there like that, but there, there, something is there.
0: It's weird. It's the type of thing that it's like. I'm not a gossip, uh, who's dating
1: who type of person. Well, you should be. That's the industry, and in, or at least based on some of the shit I've had to post, it's the industry. <laughs> in. I hate that kind of stuff. I I never
0: click on celebrity stuff like. Oh, who's uh, Kristen Stewart dating? I'll be like, I don't fucking care who she's dating. That's a weird name for you to just throw out there. I don't know why she came to my mind first. But like, it's like, well, she's not dating me. And I'm okay with that. And the end, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, she could be fucking uh, Ben Stiller. She could be fucking whoever. I don't, I don't know. And it doesn't change anything about my life but this Batista and Dana Brooke thing, I'm like, you know, go have fun, kids. That <laughs> kind of thing. Not a big fan of the Drake Maverick storyline. I'll say that. I fucking hate that. Oh, that's I, not I, I even... do like that they're making Elias babyface again.
1: I like that they're utilizing Dana Brooke.
0: Yeah, she's finally doing something.
1: I was thinking of finally doing something. You want to run through Raw real quick? Just because Liv Morgan and that other heel turn that we should
0: digest? Yeah, let's talk about Raw. Why not? Wrap it up with a little bit of Raw talk. So, we started off with the fucking awful segment. Uh, Risa and Lana, they're having a divorce segment uh, proceedings. Who hosted or, the divorce, Tony? Jerry, Jerry <laughs> How <laughs> the hell did he not Dude. say something?
1: Uh, what's supposed to be out is they're clearly putting him in these um these roles because he's the divorce guy and then they're not playing with it like
0: he could have very easily been like i'm gonna proceed uh i'm gonna oversee the divorce proceedings i totally understand how this works <laughs> like it could have been something like that like you
1: know like, i've been through this several times make sure you sign this part of the paper <laughs> Like
0: could have been having some fun with that instead it's you're not gonna take the dog. It's my dog. Oh yeah. Well, I gave it to you, and this is the, like the fifth time that this has happened with Lana. Where I don't know if they're purposely doing this or what, but that line makes no sense. And I'm glad that Rusev was like, "Yeah, that's the whole fucking point." Like, it's gave weird. But
1: like, me. I'm almost wondering if this is like a master plan by Lana to get her husband more mm. over again because rusev now is the common man is getting super over again and they were playing off that rusev day shit he wore a donald duck shirt to his divorce which is great (laughs) so the bob (laughs) ross thing the donald duck thing is it like a new
0: gimmick now it's just yeah like he's just wearing weird graphic tees i love it it's so weird. And then, of course, it turns into the whole thing of, I want to fight with Bobby Lashley. I'm going to put him through a table, which means tables match at TLC. Did they confirm it? We're... Yep. We're at that time of the year where if anybody grabs any kind of particular weapon, then you go. Wait, did they
1: confirm the women's tag match? Yep. What yep. What are they doing?
0: Well, after like six goddamn segments on this episode of Raw, where it was very clear that they were gonna do a TLC match for the tag titles, they went out of their way to do like, Well, we're gonna talk about it, and then we're gonna talk about it, and then we're gonna talk about it, then we're, talk about it then we're gonna talk about it, and then we're gonna go, Hey, TLC match. So it's oh, Are right. they doing
1: a TLC match?
0: Yeah. So they're doing two TLC matches. Which by the way means that they're doing two ladder matches. Is that a first time ever, Tony? Uh, it's the first time ever because it's the first time ever that King Corbin Dude. is in a, a TLC match. Because if he was in any of the other ones in the past, he was not King Corbin at that time. It and for is the, the first, first time, time ever, ever, ever the women's tag team titles are being defended in a TLC
1: match. It's and definitely the, the first, first woman's tag team TLC.
0: It's just, I hate that crap so much.
1: Gotta and for it. the first time ever, uh, Bobby Lashley's in a tables match.
0: For the first time ever. Donald Duck was represented by Rusev. (laughs) Yeah, for the first
1: time ever, Rusev wore a Donald
0: Duck shirt. I hated the overacting in this segment so much. Like, uh, I forget Lana's line, but it was something like, that's why our marriage failed or something. And she was like, that's why our marriage failed. And it's like, oh, God. And you don't start off an episode with something as bad as this. Like... At least it was the type of thing where it was like, well, we can't go anywhere but up from here. And throughout the night, they did this a lot. They wasted a lot of time on this episode where it was like, let's just kind of track one storyline here and there. Like, there's like seven segments with Kevin Owens. But the way to boil it down, if I can use my phrase, is Kevin Owens is like, hey, I need to find AOP. And Rey Mysterio is like, yeah, I got a lead pipe. You want it? he's like, cool. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Seth Rollins is like, ah, I'm actually a part of AOP. <laughs> I like the reveal. All right. It's uh, the, the type of thing where they dragged this out a little bit longer than I thought that they needed to. So that kind of bugs me. But they could have done it worse. I liked, uh, actually, all of it. The part that I liked the best was Owen's backstage with Mojo Rawley. Where I don't know why Mojo Raleigh's like Yeah they went that way Actually they went that way Actually they went both ways Uh." It's like What the fuck is the matter with Mojo But I love that Owens slaps him And he goes you just went that way I'm like you know what that's like an Austin type of thing I like that they're doing that with Owens
1: This could have been Mania And now I'm worried about What Rollins is going to do at Mania
0: Well, they're dragging this out. Uh, Owens gets taken out on a stretcher, which means that more than likely they wrote that out of uh, TLC. So you know the two weeks following TLC are going to be utterly pointless. I mean, they're going to do one thing on one of those shows to try to make it seem like it's not. So they'll probably have like the United States title change hands or something like that. But other than that, they're going to drag their ass. So I'm assuming that they do this Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins thing all the way up until Roy Rumble.
1: Yeah. But then, again, Mania, I'm like, heel Rollins seems like such a good fit for Punk. But I don't want to be that guy who's like,
0: CM Punk,
1: return, confirm, you know. But damn, it does seem like a good fit.
0: If I look at the Raw roster right now, I really don't feel like there's a guaranteed thing for anybody. Like, um. Not
1: even fight, Brock. Yeah, like, who would fight Brock, you know? Which is weird, because the past few years, it's been, like, nothing but a guarantee for Brock, where you're just like, yep, yeah, Brock versus Roman. Yep, yeah, Brock versus Goldberg. Yep, yeah, Brock versus Roman. You know? I'm hoping that it's
0: Kevin Owens, and I'm hoping that he wins the title, but I've hoped that in the past and didn't get my wish, so I'm hoping – this is what I'm hoping at the very least happens. They might change everything and then the next day or something like that, but even though I think they're dragging out the Rollins thing a little bit longer than they need to, I think we're getting Rollins and Owens at uh, Royal Rumble, and – They seemed like they wanted to do McIntyre versus Orton. Yet at the same time, they're also doing Styles and Orton. And I'm hoping that maybe if Lesnar needs to beat somebody at the Royal Rumble... It's Orton. That it's Orton or that they set somebody else up well enough for it. And it's not that they sacrifice Owens.
1: It's Orton. So here's here's my prediction. My 2.30 in the morning... Prediction on December 10th. It's Orton at the Rumble because it's set in stone. He's a baby face. You don't have to try hard. It, you can build it all literally around the RKO. And maybe Paul Haven can do the. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Haven and I'm here to expulsuate the virtues of my client who last time he was in the ring with the Viper Randy Orton, beat him in five minutes. And the referee had to stop it because he beat the shit. You know, like, you can do that. Orton can just be like, yeah, but I'm going to RKO you and the place is going to go crazy. And that's a good Rumble match. Owens wins the chamber. And it's Owens versus Brock at WrestleMania.
0: I'd be totally cool with that. I'd be totally cool if Owens wins the Royal Rumble and fights uh, Lesnar at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns has been in the Royal Rumble. I think that that's the case, too. But I would also throw out the idea that if they... I I, I hate this Rusev storyline, but if they play their cards right... No. Maybe they could do Rusev versus Lesnar.
1: No. You're not, not a not to say that Bobby Lashley making out with Lana led to Rusev versus Brock Lesnar. At Royal Rumble? Anywhere. Like... It could be
0: like because there's not a whole lot of people. Like, you've already done the Rey Mysterio thing. I don't think that they're going to build up Ricochet enough or Aleister Black enough. So, it's got to be Rusev or Randy Orton or Kevin Owens. That's really the only options.
1: But, given the results, all jokes aside, Bobby Lashley is right there. How have we not done this match?
0: Yeah. So I don't know about that. Maybe they even make that a triple threat. I don't know. That seems like it's a mistake, but I'm getting worried more and more that they don't have a game plan for anything at all at this point, except for maybe that they're tossing around the idea that McIntyre and Orton fight at Mania. And that's why they're they pushed off, and they put that off on the side.
1: That's so lame. I McIntyre think that that is happen. really... Be- he's really becoming like like seven foot tall Dolph Ziggler yeah uh, sorry Callum I can hear Callum's blood boiling but I mean that in the sense of like he's doing the whole it should have been me it it should be me I think he even said to him uh, Randy Orton you've had 93 titles it should be me on an episode of Raw recently yeah that's when Orton said what are you mad because I'm bigger than you <laughs>
0: I like Orton when he's being an ass (laughs) Orton's very good at being a dick But there's definitely Just sort of throwing McIntyre Out there with nothing right now He beat the crap out of Tozawa, he beat the crap out of Matt Hardy this week They're just dragging that So I feel like that's why they 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 wanted to set that tone For the Randy Orton thing and I think that they're going to Come back to that around Wrestlemania Time with or without something like the United States Title because it could be it could be something like that. But the Styles thing seems to be like in the meantime, Styles and Orton are going to be a part of something. Yet they didn't bother to set up anybody else for Rey Mysterio to fight a TLC. is looking really weird. And we're going to get into that when we talk a little bit later on this week with the, the predictions and stuff. But that was the thing that happened tonight. The Viking Raiders put out an open challenge. Street Profits answered the call, lost a match. Eh, you know. That's what it was. Uh Alistair Black, Akira Kirazawa. We started this thing with Umberto Carrillo and Andrade. No idea what I, they were saying in Spanish. I'm down with that. Eh, I don't care. I don't yeah, you know, I've said before, I'm not a big on uh Carrillo.
1: Why? Why?
0: Didn't see anything them, really.
1: Uh, that's fair. I mean, he's a little bland on the personality side, but he's very good in the ring. Even in the ring, I don't see anything that
0: makes me go like, "Wow!" You know, it's just sort of like, "All right, he's good. He's good. Well, it's, everybody Wilson. else is fine." Like, oh, Nelson's going wow. yeah uh, if I was that, if i was the case, I'd be like, "Wow,
1: that's fantastic!"
0: Wow. <laughs> uh, Buddy Murphy beat Zack Ryder. Becky Lynch, uh, so here's the thing with the whole Kabuki Warriors and stuff. It was like, Charlotte asks Becky, hey, you want to team up? Becky goes, nah, I'd rather fight them on my own, just the way that Flair had done. Becky beats the Kabuki Warriors by uh, DQ because they use a steel chair and a table because it's December. And you got to set up a stupid TLC event. And then backstage, Lynch is like, all right, yeah, you're right. And then the Kabuki Warriors attack Flair. And then With a ladder this time. The Kabuki Warriors challenge them to challenge them for the titles. And then Becky and Charlotte say, "Okay, even though we just agreed on this, let's agree to it and say it's a TLC match." And then they went, "Oh, by the way, that's going to happen." It's it's like, "I fucking know." It just like this didn't need to be seven segments. This could have been Flair asks Becky, Becky wins that match technically by the DQ. Maybe Flair comes out to help afterward. And then you just have one of them grab a microphone and say, TLC match, whatever. And Becky agrees. Could have been, you cut out a couple segments. And then for people that are like, well, you know, we need to set it up, you didn't need that much of a set. This was. Ah. So that's happening. Uh, We're getting the tables match. We're getting this. We're getting that. Did they announce the chairs match yet? No, they didn't announce that yet, which that's kind of making me a little nervous. (laughs) We don't have a separate ladder match. We don't have a separate chairs match. We do have a tables match and two TLC matches, and apparently a non title Bray Wyatt versus Miz match.
1: (sighs) I want to talk
0: about that. Yeah, yeah, again, we'll talk about that when it comes to that because that's. confusing the fuck out of me but my favorite thing that happened on this episode Eric Rowan goes out to fight a jobber no idea who the jobber is they didn't even bother saying as far as I know and the bell rings and this dude runs out of the ring runs over to the cage sprints to the stage drops the cage runs all the way back around and gets in the ring and goes start counting start counting because he wants to win by count out I <laughs> fucking love this This is legitimately one of my favorite things WWE's done this year. (laughs) Because it makes so much sense. It's like, that's so smart for a jobber to try that. And even better, they follow it up with Rowan being like, oh, wait, I'm getting counted out. You're fucking dead. He comes in and he just beats the living shit out of him to the point that the referee stops the match. And it reminded me of the whole Simpsons thing where Homer's beating the crap out of the hamburger um, he's like, stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <laughs> I, uh, it reminds me of like early Strowman when people were like, I like big sweaty men <laughs> and he just beat the crap out of these jobbers and like James Ellsworth shows up.
0: Oh, I, I, I like jobbers. So
1: good. I like jobbers. It
0: can be so fun, you know? And this was and this was fucking fun. I loved this.
1: You're not sacrificing your roster. Imagine yeah. that.
0: Now it's a shame I don't know who the jobber is to be like, oh this dude, like that was so cool that he did that. I don't know if where it was his idea they, right? or uh let's see where they were. They were Greenville, South Carolina. Ah, so I wouldn't know. Nah, no idea. And we have a parody of the Saturday Night Live weekend update with the Street Profits. I wonder if that's going to be a thing going forward. And our main event is AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. And it ends at 11 o'clock. <laughs> they ran out of time and they rushed. And the pinfall happens and they immediately cut
1: off the feed. <laughs> with Randy Orton doing like his faces. Because Randy Orton, as a baby face, is. A pure meme gold pine, who winks at people, <laughs> and it makes jerk off hand motions. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. Uh, I I like Randy. You know, I didn't hate Raw. You know, I didn't like it, but if you it. trimmed
0: down this three hour episode of Raw to two hours by getting rid of a little bit of the Kevin Owen stuff, a little more, most of the Flair and Lynch stuff. And you entirely got rid of the Rusev and Lana thing, then, well, then my only complaint would be like, eh, Black and Tozawa, I know who's going to win. Murphy and Ryder, I know who's going to win. Like that type of thing. Like the matches didn't wow me, but the jobber thing,
1: amazing. So, that enough. (laughs) Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black have the chance to be the sleeper match of the year, right?
0: I don't know about the of the year, but definitely of the night
1: well sleeper match wise i think it could be
0: they're both good they're both underrated they're both overlooked sadly it's the type of thing that i don't think anybody's really going to care about but i'll be watching it i'll be enjoying it i'm sure i like both the
1: guys it's gonna be great i think uh i like a lot of this i just don't think WWE matters in december
0: and there's no excuse because there's been plenty of times throughout this whole entire year where it's been like, yeah, we'll just wait. We'll really get the ball rolling at this point. That's a shame. Hey, it's been a
1: year since the whole we're listening to you bit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tell how that worked. Yeah, they did get rid of general managers. Baron Corbin's still very much a thing in the main event this pay-per-view, though. You think that's going to
0: be the main event? Oh. I guess we'll talk about that when we it's get It's either that or the women. Yeah, probably. Because, yeah. I mean, now we got a non-title match, so, yeah.
1: Well, because, yeah. That, that was so... Yeah, we'll get into it on, on yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> Hold on, so, Sami Zayn showed up. I
0: did not see this. Is he on Raw now? Sami Zayn clarified that he can show up on both because he has a managerial license.
1: Woo! Boy, when you wanna skirt that line, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. At least I can buy into that more
0: than some of the other piss poor excuses they've used for playing. So are they in the saying past. like
1: he's a wrestler on Raw and a manager on SmackDown? No, that he's a manager on both. Well fuck. Everybody get a manager's license. Malcolm Division. I guess, to...
0: technically speaking, he's a manager on both and a wrestler on SmackDown. Yet, I'm sure they're gonna just have him wrestle on Raw if they want to. You know. You want to talk
1: about Sami Zayn calling out homophobes? Oh, uh, the live event thing. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: a guy's doing that. Sami Zayn gets into an argument with him. The guy gets ejected, right?
1: So, guy calls him. Guy's front in row. Uh, Nakamura's in the cage with the fiend. Guy calls Sammy a Canadian F-word about 20 times and Sammy Zane is caught on camera saying, get him the fuck out of my face, you homophobic dick. And it's it's great, and Sammy Zane is great, and he should be given the Warrior Award for his tremendous courage <laughs> and <laughs> sacrifice. Cool. I think Sammy Zane is fantastic. Yeah, good for
0: Sammy Zane for being just like yeah, come on, dude.
1: Yeah, fuck you. Mm-hmm.
0: Other than that, I don't think there's any other hot tags, really. No,
1: I think that's it. Yeah, so... It's only 2.30.
0: Yeah, yeah. hour and 40 minutes later, we're done the hot tags. So, obviously, thank you for listening to that, everybody. And thank you in advance for leaving your comments down below. I'll be reading them all when you do that, because I read all the comments. And, uh, you know, you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You follow all the different types of accounts that we got all over the place between the audio platforms, the YouTube channel, the website, the Patreon, the merchandise shops, the fanboysanonymous.com stuff. Go to fanboysanonymous.com to check out that stuff because that's the whole point of how URLs work. And stay tuned for everything else that's happening. I mentioned before the mailbag is coming up next week, but the next thing that we are going to be doing is the WWE TLC predictions. So that's going to pop up on Wednesday and then, you know, you'll be able to hear that when that gets up. And then of course, TLC is happening this weekend. So we'll do the post show. Then we'll get into the mailbag stuff and then we'll be at the end of the year with uh, the end of the year comes the end of the year words. And then we'll start off the whole new year again with our one to watch and future endeavors forecast and, Start rolling into the Royal Rumble season. But
1: there's my plugs. Rob, you got some other ones. I got some other ones. I got Fightful.com. Great source of wrestling news. Sean Ross Happ is a great man with a great head of hair, and you should follow his stuff and check out Fightful.com and Fightful Select. I'm also on WrestleZone Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And if you want just a centralized hub of everything, Going on with me, you can either follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice or check out RobertDFelice.com.
0: All grown up. Got a website.
1: (laughs) I know. I feel so mature.
0: (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, that's it. That's for this Hot Tags. And we will see you next time. But for now, this has been another smart Out Moment. And we're being counted out.